first it was discovered then it evolved now terror mutates Hello and welcome back to Scream 101. That's Sergio and I am Brennan's. Snakes. I get what you were going for, but it just sounded like a really deep lisp. But would it not be how an anaconda would talk if it could? I don't know. I'm sure we're... Look, we're running out of movies for this to happen in, but sooner or later we're going to have to get a talking anaconda, right? Yeah. Okay. I can't believe neither of us have mentioned this before. No, I'm just saying, like, if they keep making sequels to... Oh, you mean in the movies? Yeah. I thought you meant us as a like, couple were going to adopt a talking <laughs> anaconda. I mean, while that would be a great sitcom that I would watch, um, not what I was talking about, but okay. <laughs> what can you understand the lack of context and why I was confused with what you were saying? No, that makes no sense what you thought I was talking about. Well, you started talking about... You started... You were just a snake right now. Yeah, because we're talking about Anaconda's Trail of Blood, the fourth movie in the Anaconda series. And you didn't run any of that by me. You were just... We got, we're going to talk in Anaconda, and I was like, oh, okay, I guess he's imitating the Anaconda that we're going to get. I was just trying to be on theme. Okay, Brennan, so... Uh, Sergio needs to take some improv classes. This is his version of Yes And is a minute-long rant against the thing that I did. It's Okay, Brennan, so what brings us here? We're here to talk about fucking Anaconda 4, but first let's do 10-word reviews of the movie that we watched between last week and now. All right, so An American Werewolf in London. Gore and ghosts make An American Werewolf an instant classic. Ooh. And my review is, forget this movie. See you next Wednesday is a classic. Okay. That's the porn movie. I'm familiar with it. It's so good. It's, it's so my great. favorite thing. Yeah. My favorite thing is that it almost is that thing that people say. Oh, see you next Tuesday. Yeah. In reference to a vagina. Mm-hmm. So I wonder what see you next Wednesday is, like the taint? <laughs> Maybe. Just a little bit after Tuesday, yeah. you know? Um. Anyway, um, here's the plot um, of Anaconda's Trail of Blood. It's actually celebrating its 10th anniversary. It came out in 2009. <laughs> um, Dr. Amanda Hayes, Crystal Allen, fights with henchmen sent by a dying billionaire while avoiding a huh. gigantic anaconda that regenerates. Very, You know what? I have no complaints about this plot synopsis, except for the fact that it skips like 30 other characters that are in this movie. But it's succinct. You get all the points across. Good work, everybody. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's probably one of our least campy like plot synopses that we've gotten. And it's about a snake that can regenerate parts of its body with magical serum. Oh. <laughs> I guess the serum wasn't mentioned. It 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 has been uh much like the anaconda in the previous film. Um it has been juiced up with some of that uh good blood orchid yeah, stuff. That good good blood orchid. Mm-hmm. And that this movie is the most in continuity any Anaconda movie has ever been in, because this is the third movie to feature a blood orchid, and the second movie to feature Doctor Tanktop, the mm-hmm. main character of the previous one. Yeah, I'm pretty amazed that these movies have stayed so close to their original. Like everything 
stays with them you know they don't quickly abandon the lore of the previous movie and just try to reboot the franchise yeah even though i mean they take place in wildly different places each time um, do they yeah i mean the first anaconda was in the amazon and the second one was in like somewhere in was oceania maybe i think it was borneo i don't remember specifically but it was very far from the amazon yeah and the last one was unclear, but presumably America. And this one is specifically set in the Carpathian Mountains, where Dracula lives. Yeah. And where no mountains live, because it might as well have been shot in the same forest where they shot Blair Witch. It is the flattest-ass earth you've ever seen. And they keep talking about climbing this mountain. And like, I don't know what you're talking about. Brennan, I think they're on the top of the mountain. The top of the mountain that is like miles and miles of land? This is yeah. not how mountains work. That can be how a mountain works. This giant flat plateau. It's like a ziggurat of a mountain. Look, God saw fit to take the Hershey's Kiss top part off the mountain. So it's flat now for lots of trees to live. Sure. And anacondas. And they want anaconda. But that turns into multiple. It's never clear how many anacondas there are at any time in this movie. No. They only had the budget for one at a time. Yeah, it truly isn't the star of the movie, I would say. Yeah, there's definitely less of that hot, hot snake action in this one. Mm -hmm. But um, they do make up for it in terms of like semi-coherent motives for their characters. No, I was far more grateful for the plot, you know, given to me in this movie that was so lacking in the last one. Even if there was less cool anaconda action in this one than there was in the last one. Yeah, the last one was just a wild chase, and then David Hasselhoff betrayed everyone. Mm-hmm. This one, there's like three different groups of people with kind of three different things that they're trying to accomplish. And it's all very confusing if you can't really tell white people apart. And how could you tell any of these people apart? There's a bunch of, I don't remember, I, I, I should look up exactly where they filmed this, but it's, you know, one of those Romania slash Bulgaria type places, and they definitely pulled from the local gentry to fill out their a lot of this cast. Yeah, there was a dude named Vasile. Yes. Shout out to all the hot Vasiles out there. Oh, yeah. Oh, there was a very... One of the mercenary guys was very attractive. Mm-hmm. I tried to look him up, but he doesn't have an Instagram. Anyway, um, this movie was directed by the same guy who made Anaconda 3, Don E. Fauntleroy. Mm. <laughs> um, so good on him. It was you know, kind of produced in tandem with this one, which is how a lot of later sequels in horror movies go. Um, but yeah, so they filmed in Romania, around Bucharest, and in the Danube Delta. So we rate all of our movies on mm. scariness, campiness, effects, and quality. What's your scariness score for Anaconda's Trail of Blood? One. Sure. I'm actually giving it a two for one scene only. A lady gets bitten by a spider, and then they have to like get, get extract the poison out of the back of her neck by like slicing into her, and that actually made me feel really sick in my tummy so i was like you know what you can get a point for that which one was that which one was the one that was bitten by the spider the one who is not wendy there's the redhead and then the black so the one one? that lived to the end of the movie yes okay how did wendy die again she tried to run away from the mercenaries and she got shot oh yeah that was a little tragic people were just dying in that scene that was the scene when they were like you know what all these superfluous characters that you're having a hard time keeping track of we're gonna remove that for you we're just gonna kill them all here oh yeah well in in the beginning, when each successive each successive scene introduces like six more characters, mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, we're gonna have a huge snake body count. But yeah, humans kill a lot more people than the snake does in this movie. Yeah, I was surprised with the amount of people we got in this movie, um, and the amount of people I was surprised with who got to live. 
Um, because I did not think that Romanian twink blonde man was gonna live. Oh yeah, this just like a random hiker who wanders into the movie and then is rescued by the lady and doesn't really do anything. No, he just drives. Yeah, okay, I guess he does drive a tiny bit, but she has to yell at him to take the wheel like like a like a regular Jesus mm-hmm. for like two full minutes before he does anything. Mm-hmm. He is the most useless. I like the part where she falls down the 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 stairs. She falls down a stair. Number one, and she is out cold. And oh, he, yeah. like, no, it's she's climbing a ladder, and one of the rungs uh, falls out beneath her feet, and somehow that makes her arms let go, and she just falls completely backwards. Yeah, but she's like a foot off the ground. Yeah, and, and she gets knocked out yeah, for like and, a day. Mm-hmm. And then he, like, uh, tries to help her out, but he does all of nothing, and then he just leaves. He's like, well, I'll go get some help. And then and he, he just leaves her. He just sleeps in her car. Yeah, how did she get out? She just did. Yeah, we never got an escape for her. I think we we spend a couple scenes with the other people, and then it cuts to her just running through the woods. Yeah, that's what I remember. Which was, I guess, an echo of how she was introduced to us in Anaconda 3, running through the woods. Wow. The The, symmetry. The movies are in conversation with one another. Yeah, I mean, they kind of are. She does have I mean, it's literally a sequel, so yeah. yeah. She does have a dream, which is just all of the cool gore shots from the previous movie. Yeah. And that was actually kind of good that we got that dream because you were not sure that it was her at the beginning when I pointed her no, out. No, I wasn't. You you have a much better recognition for faces than I do. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I was like, there's no way it could be the same character because she says she's studying flowers and the last lady was like a herpetologist, like a mm-hmm. snake study person. Mm-hmm. Um, but nope, either I forgot or they forgot. And it's entirely likely that we both forgot. <laughs> uh, but someone is de- dearly wrong. Yeah. But anyway, she's here. Um, Dr. Tanktop, Amanda Conda herself, um, doing just about the same nothing that she did in the last movie. She is no Reba. No, but she has managed to amass some enemies in this one, and they're out Uh together. That's pretty great. Yeah, um, the one famous person in this movie, John Rhys Davies, as played by, well, himself in two scenes. Mm -hmm. Um, He just has kind of... He's put a hit out on the doctor who's created this regeneration serum that will cure him of his cancer or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, and also if this lady shows up, you can kill her too. It was just such an afterthought. Yeah. 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 Um, but what, what, what were we even talking about? We were talking about horror and scariness. Oh, oh, oh I wanted to, uh, this is a good transition into campiness actually. Talking about when she ends up escaping the tunnel. Um, so my campiness score, I'm going to give it... I want to give it... 29. What? 29. 29. Yeah. Wow. That's high. That's high. I wanted to give it a four, but I'm going to give it a three because I think it's cut by how boring certain parts of the movie are. Yeah. Um, but there is this really weird sequence of events that has only... Oh. Yeah. That has only been matched by that weird scene in, I think, like Placid 4? Whichever mm-hmm. one had Robert Englund in it. Mm-hmm. Um where that kid ran into the water to scream at the other kid and like no one was doing anything useful. Remember mm-hmm. that one? Yeah. Um, in this one, she escapes the tunnel. She's running. The kid sees her in the anaconda, jumps out of the car where he was safe and runs to a house. She gets in the car for safety. Um, and then for some reason she runs out of the car. The kid sees her run out of the car. He runs out of the house and then they both, don't enter the house which th- where they could be safe and they just run through the woods mm-hmm. for like 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why are we ab- all abandoning our safety in this like weird chain of events? 
It's so bizarre, Sergio. It's just it's what you do for love. They're not in love. Aren't they? I feel like this movie was pushing love narratives where they really didn't need to be and where they didn't continue to be. But not between her and this twink hiker man. You're right. It was between her and... Was it Vasile? Oh, that random doctor guy who kissed her as a distraction for the mercenaries not knowing that they knew some stuff about where the serum was. Yeah, and she was like, okay, this is fine. Yeah, but then he just died. Yeah. He did sacrifice himself for her, though. True love. So romantic. Yeah, but also didn't Vasile love that one, like, dark-haired woman? I think he was with Wendy. Oh, I don't know. It's so hard keeping track of all these people, yeah, which the, is why I'm giving the movie a two for campiness. Okay. Like, You're it just was, frustrated. It was bananas, and there were some really, really fun parts. One part that stands out to me was the part where everyone's betraying everyone. Yeah. And then you're just not sure who's on whose side anymore because it's just so dumb. Yeah, it's a triple double cross. So basically, John Reese davies um, one of the mercenaries, he's like, oh, I didn't think you'd still be alive. And then he commands his main mercenary to kill that man. But then the, sec- the first mercenary is like, well, actually... Um, I'm not going to give you the serum because I found a new buyer who's offering even more. Mm-hmm. And John Reese is, that's when he's like, yeah, second mercenary, kill him. Uh-huh. And then the second mercenary is like, I'm the new buyer. Yeah. And then he points the gun at him and it's like, wait, with what money uh-huh. are you offering more than this billionaire? Mm-hmm. Because the only money he has is the money the billionaire gave him. Mm-hmm. So presumably John Reese Davies still has more. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how that works, but then everyone just tries to shoot each other. Yeah. It's all very exciting. Yeah. It was so funny. Um, but those are just the kind of nonsensical scenes that happen in this movie. Yeah, it's very... What a tangled web this anaconda weaves. <laughs> there was another scene in which they were inside the house, safe from the anaconda, and then one of them decides to throw a grenade outside the house, and effectively all he does is, like, blow a hole by the house, so now the anaconda can come in. And I'm like, why are we doing these things? No, no, he didn't throw a grenade in order to make sure that his uh, captives didn't escape, he set up a bomb on the window. So if they tried to break the window, it would explode them. <laughs> oh. Which is still a very weird move. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that happened. What else happened? I have so much stuff. Um, the anaconda is just a big rattlesnake, isn't it? It's definitely a different color. It's very yellowy in this yeah, one. It's and, very jagged. And we do hear some rattlesnake noises in the opening credits. It seems really jagged, like its head is just stabby. It looks like it yeah. would stab you. It doesn't have a knife butt, though, so it is one step down from the previous anaconda. Yeah, but that anaconda, that, <laughs> that anaconda was just pure lethal with that butt. Like, it was an unfair advantage. <laughs> this was a little bit more, uh, I guess, an even playing field. Although, one thing I will say is that this anaconda, all it does is it's good at killing people. It doesn't eat them. So... That's a yeah. This hole. this anaconda is a serial killer and not hungry. <laughs> yeah, it just kills for the rush. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and leaves the rest of, like just their bodies there as reminders. Like I'm gonna kill you too. Yeah. Um. What else do we got? Oh, there's a line that John Reese Davies, poor John Reese Davies, has to say. Um. It's he appears to have disappeared, <laughs> which is great. Mm. Um. Also, I love fake ass movie science. And when they um, are investigating the lab looking for the serum, the lab is just full of all these beakers of what is clearly just Kool-Aid. Yeah. And they're just like, science, uh-huh. science liquids. I don't know. I love me a scientific research montage of just people pouring one color of liquid into another color of liquid and then just like nodding. Yeah. Uh, science. Yeah. 
Well, I have a question for you. Sure. When you were like 12 and you saw that, did you think science was actually happening and this was like a legit thing? Or? Oh, for sure. Okay, cool. Because I'm like, that's clearly what they're going for is letting the 12-year-old kids of the world know science is a real thing. Yeah. It involves colorful liquids. Yeah, every science is just chemistry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what else? What else? What else? Um, I mean, there's just so much. There's so many just little filigrees to this movie. Like the random cartoon sound effect of a bullet ricocheting during a bunch of bullets being shot. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's a like a cartoon like if Woody in Toy Story shot a bullet like like that kind mm-hmm. of that noise mm-hmm. just in the middle of a bunch of regular gunshot noises. Yeah, speaking of gunshots, there was that one dude. Um, who I think was the dude we were attracted to, who, <gasps> upon coming face to face with the anaconda, uh-huh. and he had a machine gun. Um, oh, that's not that's not the hot one. That's not the hot one. Oh, some dude, uh, who looked very much like the hot dude. He just had a machine gun and started shooting at the anaconda like indiscriminately. He shoots like four times and just in like four different directions. Yeah, it's, and then he stops and lets it, himself get eaten. Yeah, so it didn't seem like he was truly out to get the anaconda. It was just dumb. Um, yes. Speaking of dumb, my favorite death is the death of the hot guy. Um, he knows he's going to get eaten by the anaconda. So he pulls the pin on his grenade and holds onto it and like closes his eyes. Mm -hmm. Um, but then he opens them again and the anaconda has just like turned away and is going to do something else. Mm -hmm. And in the most high pitched voice, he's like, "Uh Oh, and he explodes. (laughs) It's very great. Mm -hmm. The the, the third act of this movie is kind of awesome. It's pretty crazy, and it's hard to keep track of what's going on, though, because I'm, because that's the part where, well, it's in the second act that it begins when everybody just starts dying, and that's the part where I'm like, okay, whose team were you on, and why do I care, and who's like mm-hmm. backstabbed who, um, and who's winning technically, um, so because there's just so many characters and the body count is so high in this movie, it's it's just it's hard to keep track if you're a just a simple passerby. Oh yeah, um, and look, I wasn't really trying to keep track. But just the more crazy shit was happening, the more I was like, all right, this mm-hmm. movie's kind of fun. Yeah. It ends with like a car chase involving the anaconda and two men are hanging off the back of the car fighting. That was so bizarre. It's so very Indiana Jones. Yeah, and then when one of them finally falls off and like, you know, is responsible for the death of the anaconda, uh-huh. or so we think, oh, the God. other guy just cannot like get in the car. No, um, he can't. He's just struggling. And so they had to stop the car. No, yeah, they have to stop the car, but also they do just the dumbest things. Um, I hate in horror movies when this kind of thing happens, but so the that guy had a grenade, the anaconda explodes. They don't know for sure that it's dead. They know it can regenerate, which mm-hmm. it does in the like closing stinger of the movie. Yeah, we don't see it really regenerate. We just see it just like scrolling through. No, we see its skull like regrowing. Oh, we do? Yeah. I didn't see that. That's okay. Um, anyway, so like the anaconda explodes, bunch of trees. but the second they saw an explosion, they stopped the car and everyone gets out of the car to go look. It's like, no, keep going. Get out of here. Mm-hmm. You are still in danger, girl. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Those other fools, to be fair, like they don't know. I mean, they all know that the anaconda can regenerate itself and they're in danger. But this doctor woman, like this is her second time running, yep. coming into contact with these anacondas and knowing that shit ain't always what it seems. So she should know. Yeah, anacondas, they're they're tricksters. Um, there's also should I play the clip that I took of the movie? No. No, okay. It's you can well. find it on Brennan's Twitter. Yeah, find the clip on my Twitter. It's a twenty five second clip of just three characters shouting over each other for the full twenty five seconds. It's 
a very exhilarating and nonsensical scene. <laughs> yeah. Um, Cinema. Truly. Um, is there any other camp stuff we want to talk about? I think we squeeze a lemon pretty well here. Okay. I mean, this is always the section I like to live in the most because these movies are getting so silly. Yeah. But what's your effects score? This isn't not going to be silly. Mine's also two. Yeah. The effects are limited to explosions, which are pretty decent, I will say. Oh, they're very small. Um, and Anaconda. And the Anaconda, um, even though we do get more of it on screen than previous Anaconda iterations, it's still not a good Anaconda. Oh, no. it's. I feel like it's. it looks weirder, but it's better rendered than Anaconda 3. Because mm-hmm. that one did look like a piece of a tire. Mm-hmm. And this one at least looks like a snake, but just like a weird, poor drawing of a snake. Yeah. Um, anything else um, for effects? Did you like the explosions? Mm, I don't know. Not really. But, um, I mean, I also gave it a two. I will say when people got shot with <laughs> with guns, um, they had very splashy squib effects that were pretty exciting. Like, blood would just burst out of their bodies, which was mm-hmm. kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because if you're in a movie that is tech trying to thrive on like fun snake kills, like a gunshot kill can usually be pretty boring, but they mm-hmm. kind of amped them up on this one. I was like, all right, it's mm-hmm. been kind of cool. Yeah. Like people's body chests are just kind of exploding. It's, it's kind of intense. Hmm. Um, also the snake totally has zombie eyes. They're terrifying. They're like these glowing white eyeballs. Do you not remember that? I think the eyes are no more menacing than other snakes. No, it's it's clearly wrong. No living creature has those eyes, Sergio. But what is your quality score overall? Thank you for moving on, because I was like, there's nothing we can say. Like, what else can we add to effects? Um, for quality, two. Uh, yeah, I should too. give it a three, because I did enjoy it more than the last one. Um, and in fairness, I forgot what I gave the last one, but I'm pretty sure it was probably like a two, because I tend to be nicer. Um, but... This movie was more enjoyable. It had a more cohesive plot and it made a lot more sense, like characters being where they were for whatever reason. Yes, there was still quite a bit of nonsense thrown in there, like literally our entire campiness section, um, as well as the movie clip that Brennan has posted on his Twitter. Mm -hmm. RT for fans. At It's Raining Brands. Um, But but yeah, like eh, two wasn't that good. No, I mean, look, it's not. And I wouldn't revisit it. Nor would I. Like, um, the only movie in these, like, Lake Placid, Anaconda, Tetralogy, whatever we're up to at this point, um, in this, like, the two franchises, the only movie I would actively rewatch is probably Lake Placid 3, because mm-hmm. that one's pretty consistently silly. Mm-hmm. We've got Reba. We've got the Bulgarian nanny who's like, you forgot to take bath. <laughs> and we've got the kid feeding the alligators. Like that movie's pretty fun from start to finish. Uh-huh. And these other movies only have certain patches of like silly kookiness. Yeah. Um, so what do you give it? I gave it a two also. Um, yeah. I mean, the in terms of the antagonist, like there is more than just, oh, a big snake. It's like, oh, there are actually human villains and there are a million double crossings and it's like kind of melodramatic and fun. And that's cool. Mm-hmm. And also this movie does maybe have the best shot that's been in a, an Anaconda movie. 
Really? It's a shot of a hilltop kind of at sunset. And you see the silhouettes of Dr. Tanktop and the hiker twink running. Mm-hmm. And then you see the silhouette of the snake following them. Hmm. And first of all, it's very funny. It's like a cartoon. Mm-hmm. And second of all, it's the best the snake ever looks because it's in silhouette. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of a pretty shot. Oh. It's, it's a, like a wide landscape shot. It's actually doing something different than the like TV-sized medium close-ups that we're getting for everybody else. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like a similar shot that we're left with at the end of the movie, in which we just see the car right off into the sunset. How strange. What a choice. Yeah. And then we see the snake slither. Yeah, I mean, but whatever. We knew that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't. We were kind of hoping there was going to be a sign that said, like, Lake Placid, two miles. I was hoping for that. Yeah. You know, just to be like, oh, okay, this is, they're, they're setting up the sequel. Or seeing a bunch of little snakes, like, re- regenerate from... The yeah, snake. there totally needed to be 30 different snakes from each piece of this snake. Like a broom situation from The Sorcerer's Apprentice. Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah. Yeah. All right, Brennan. So what's next? I mean, I'll tell you how to get in contact with the show, and then we're going to do some guessing. Um, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Scream101Pod. You can subscribe to us and review us. Give us five stars. Our theme song is A Beat for You by Pseudo Echo. Um, But yeah, for the first time in history, what we're watching next week is the movie that we'll be guessing about because we are wrapping up this franchise much like an anaconda would um, and continuing on in our Lake Placid marathon. We're going to do 2015's Lake Placid versus Anaconda. Um, you have a very nervous look in your eye. Um, because we've just seen Frankenstein versus the Wolfman, I'm nervous for how long it's going to take for these two to meet and how long it'll be, how long they'll be on screen together. I look, this is a sci-fi movie that I assume has a bunch of cheap CGI. So I'm going to say about three minutes. Probably. And it'll just be underwhelming for everything else of that. Oh Yeah. Um, because we're not going to have the luxury of commercial breaks giving us time to go live our lives. Uh, so it'll probably be underwhelming, but I'm, I have hope. Yeah. Like I, I don't have hope that it'll be like a good movie, obviously, but I have heard through the grapevine that Reba does appear again. <laughs> does so, Dr. Dr. T-shirt appear? I no, I looked that up and she does not sadly, uh-huh. unless she played an uncredited role. <laughs> Because I would really love for Dr. Tanktop and Reba to, like, meet uh-huh. and then, like, you know, go through the pearly gates together after being devoured by crocodiles and anacondas, like, hand in hand, mm-hmm. two heroines, like, ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. But I do think Reba will show up at least for a little bit, maybe to get eaten in the first scene. <laughs> um or maybe just to be our hero again. I think she'll be our hero. Is. I think she'll be our hero. Um, she's probably the one that, you know, the fans have like, held on to the longest. Uh, certainly I have. Her most movies. She's in more, more of the movies than any other character. So. Well, yeah, no other character is in any other like, yeah. classic movie. Yeah, so it makes sense that she would be the one that we're following, the true protagonist. Yeah. Well, okay, and in the Lake Placid movies, like in the, we're, we'll probably get some assorted Bickerman family member. Mm-hmm. Do you think we're going to get some blood orchid action in Lake Placid versus Anaconda? Like, are the crocodiles going to get some of that blood orchid serum and get all extra strong? Um, 
There really shouldn't be blood orchid in the next one. Oh, there, there should be. But there shouldn't be anacondas meeting uh, alligators also or crocs. So my guess is yes. Cool. There will be. I sure hope so. Because that is the one thread they've managed to kind of actually keep going. Mm-hmm. It wasn't in the first one, obviously. But also, you know, they weren't going to really continue any of that. I also predict that there will be a third animal. Either a bear Ooh. or a shark. Or a deer. Bear or shark. Okay. It's going to be like some kind of predator. And it ends up getting eaten mm-hmm. by the anaconda slash crocodile. crocodile. But then one of the other, and then they fight. Yeah. It's like that scene in Jurassic World, one of those movies, where there's like a T-Rex type thing and that gets eaten by a bigger, cooler animal. Uh-huh. And that gets eaten by something else. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Anyway, we're looking forward to that. Maybe. I'm, I'm going to say that we are, so hopefully it'll be nicer when it comes next week. Mm-hmm. Um, this has been kind of a very anaconda-fueled month, um, but I really didn't want to leave off Lake Placid for that long, mm-hmm. um, so I kind of wanted to just power through these last ones. Yeah, let's do it. I'm ready. Ready. All right. And until until that fateful moment, good luck on your journey. And stay gold, everybody. Bye. Bye. This episode was brought to you by Pod People Productions. To find more episodes of this show and others, please visit podpeople.me. It's podcasts for the weird at heart.